The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. You're listening to Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Create a career and a life you love. Welcome to Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. Welcome to another episode of Bring Your Soul to Work. This is career coach Mo Fall. I am the founder and creator of a fantastic, if I do say so myself, uh, transformational workshop to help women up-level their careers. And in doing so, I have come to find out quite a bit of things about what makes a successful career, what helps a successful person, and what brings our souls back to life, and frankly, what stops our souls from shining brightly. Today, I'm going to cover a lot of that with the topic of why should you stop listening to others' opinions? It could also be titled, Why Do You Ask for Other People's Opinions? And How Is That Potentially Stopping You? But more importantly, there could be something in that habit that is telling you something that you need to know. And we're going to cover that today. And as always, there's going to be some fun and there's going to be some ideas about how to move yourself past some of these habits and blocks that might be holding you where you're at. If you're listening to me live, this is a time of unprecedented human experience. And uh, if you want to follow my work more on a daily basis, you can feel free to like my Facebook page, which is Coach Mo Fall. Go to Facebook and just type in Coach Mo Fall. And I'm on Facebook Live pretty regularly. Yesterday, I decided to um, talk about this experience. I'm going to share a little bit of that insight with you today because it has a lot to do with the topic. Right now, with a invisible virus that has captured the entire attention of all 7 billion people on our planet, there could be a couple million people who don't know about it, but for the most part, we can say that 100% of the world's population is aware that we are having an unprecedented global scenario. What that means is that most of humanity on this planet is organized around the same topic, and we are cooperating with each other in a way that has never happened before. If you look at some of the major statistics of our human experience over the last 100 years, virtually every bad thing that we could be experiencing has dropped and virtually every good thing has increased. As an example, Infant mortality has dropped significantly over the last hundred years. So it's so small that it's, you know, 
it's like one, two, three percent. In some countries, it still may be more like five, but it's very, very small. It used to be like 20, 30 percent 100 years ago. Not only that, but mothers used to die in childbirth. Sort of, it was the number one cause of death among women in childbearing age. No longer. We've almost zeroed that out. So few women die in childbirth now. The levels of poverty around the globe have plummeted, plummeted. More people have clean water and electricity than ever before on the planet. And we could go on and on with the list. All you have to do is Google this stuff and there's statistics from every government and this and that. So here's the thing. With all of that having happened over the last hundred years, Humanity has experienced greater abundance and access to resources and the things that allow us human beings to have better lives. Most people 100 years ago were working sun up to sundown just for their food and shelter. That's not the case anymore. So we're freed up to do cool things like read at night, watch TV, get on the internet, we're freed up to do things like buy cars and drive cars and be around and do things and be mobile around the globe. That wasn't the case. 50 years ago, airplane travel was not that common. So the things that have enriched our lives have just kept getting more available and frankly, less expensive. In a normalized scenario, a flight, any airplane ticket is much less expensive for the average person on the planet than it, than it was 20 years ago. In relative terms, a lot of these things have decreased in price. So we're living in an age of tremendous prosperity that the human condition has never enjoyed at this scale. It's very difficult to pick that out of the headlines, especially at this point, because what are news agencies are geared toward is, is telling us things that will basically keep us out of harm's way, keep us informed, things like that. We have an insatiable appetite to know what's going on. <laughs> and this also leads us to the topic today. Why do you search for other people's opinions? Understanding the human condition is really important to being able to be more successful or happier in your life. Because if you don't understand how you're put together, then you can never really maximize the human experience. So it's really important to understand how as a human being you're put together and how you work. And I'm not just talking about the basics of eating food and breathing and your heart beating. Those things are super important to understand, at least just a little bit, so that you know if your heart is racing that and for no good reason that there maybe there is a problem. And if you're not digesting your food properly, maybe there's a problem. So you need to know some of these things just to get along in life. Maslow's hierarchy of needs became a really big thing when he created it. Mm, maybe 50 years ago, it might be in the seventies, maybe it was in the sixties. Um, and he had a really cool idea. And that was that human beings have to have food, water, and shelter in order to keep advancing in life. Like, if your food, water, shelter is not taken care of, then it's sort of hard to have a successful career in an MBA and, and that sort of thing. So you got to take care of the basics. And once you take care of the basics, 
the next level of stuff that you got to kind of work through is feeling safe and secure and having your, your, your physical existence being more or less protected, like not being in harm's way. So safety is the second tier on Maslow's hierarchy of needs. And then it keeps moving up into the other things where we start getting into career and family and things like that. And at the tip of the high up the hierarchy, at the tip of that pyramid is self-actualization. And self-actualization means that you're living your higher purpose and you're basically helping serve society. So again, the 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 road forward as a human being is physical needs, then safety and security, uh, love and belongingness. So being a part of a family, a friend network, or a tribe is important. And then your own personal esteem of status and responsibility, achievement, reputation, things like that. That's where achieving in your career works uh, better and then self-actualization. So after you get out of the physical needs and safety and security, you're moving into the love and belongingness. And that's where actually having a job and contributing to an organization to do work begins. And that's the beginning of me discussing the difference between a job and a career. So a lot of people I talk to on my career clarity calls and my team and I uh, speak to several hundred people a month. Only about 30 of those folks say yes to themselves and claim their, their future and move out of their current condition with our expert help. And that's perfectly fine. It's not for everyone. But what we've noticed is that when you're ready to achieve another level, when you're ready to claim something more special and more in alignment with who you are at the soul level, there's an internal light that's finally gotten your attention. And when that internal spark, that internal light finally gets your attention, you're going to pay attention to it at some point. It's usually through a fair amount of pain back to how we're put together. We're put together in such a way as human beings that we don't really pay attention to something unless it hurts. It's how we're built for survival. So when we start getting up past the safety and security and the love and belongingness, things hurt differently. If you're not eating for several days, that's a physical hurt. If you're feeling not safe and not secure, there's a different feeling of hurt there. If you're not feeling that you're loved or, or belong to a group or a tribe or that you have your people, there's a different kind of hurt. If you're not achieving a certain level of status or responsibility and, and growing yourself, there's a certain different level of hurt. And if you're not self-actualizing with living your higher purpose and serving society in some bigger way, there's a different kind of hurt. Each of the levels of human experience and human existence have a different kind of hurt. The problem is that our body is really only tuned into the first kind of hurt. 
and that is when we're threatened with our livelihood. And my first big major breakthrough in my life and career was going through breast cancer nearly 12 years ago, double mastectomy and all of that painful and disastrous stuff. And many of the women we work with have had a toxic work environment they've put up with for way too long. It starts affecting their health. A job loss that starts impinging on how am I going to pay my bills? And other things that impact physical needs and safety and security. So then they're ready to make a move. And what happens is that we're able to lift them pretty high up on that Maslow's hierarchy in a short 12 weeks. What do other people's opinions have to do this? When, when we are at risk, when our body is saying, uh-oh, how are we going to survive? Uh-oh, how are we going to survive? Uh-oh, I don't know how to make a good decision about how I'm going to survive. When we're in survival mode, we're pretty likely to want to get opinions of a lot of different people to make sure that we don't make a mistake and threaten our very survival. That's what I call fear mode. So when we're in fear mode, we tend to be more likely to get other people's opinions. To have multiple opinions further increases our confusion. So the very thing that brings us to wanting other people's opinions is the thing that actually causes more overwhelm and confusion. And if you think about it, when you're really feeling desperate for other people's opinions, you have to check in with yourself. Are you doing that because you're afraid of making a mistake? Are you doing that because you want someone else's approval for your decision? Are you doing that because you truly don't have the information to make a decision? Most of our opinion getting from others is coming out of insecurity, a need for approval, fear of being wrong, fear of failure. And these are not good places to seek information because what we see when we feel those things is immediately filtered with the fear and insecurity that we're feeling. If we ask someone's opinion about something and we're in fear mode and they tell us 90% great stuff and 10% something that feels right to our fear mode, we're going to pay attention to that 10% that's, in, that's a consistent message to how we're feeling. We're going to delete the 90% of good stuff. It's how we're built as human beings, and it's rather flawed for the existence that we're in. Because if you're working for a living, let's say you have a college education, perhaps even some graduate degrees, and many of the women we work with have masters and several masters and PhDs, educational doctorates, uh, law degrees, engineers, computer uh, technology. I mean, educated. When you're at that level... Coming through fear, it gets really confusing 
because you think that thinking through and asking multiple opinions is the best way to sort out a decision. And frankly, it's the worst way because what you end up doing is overthinking and over intellectualizing and you never get out of that rabbit hole. Never. So you should stop listening to other people's opinions and don't take my opinion on it. Just check in with how you feel. Because that's your answer. Your answer is how you feel. Now, with that being said, if you've never done something before, you could feel really, really scared. And it might be the best thing for you to do ever. And we see this all the time. We see this all the time, not only in the women who decide to work with us, but also in the work that we do with them. When they go for that next level of job, they're scared. What if I can't do it? What if this? What if that? And we do a lot of coaching around up-leveling in careers because one of the reasons why people don't advance their careers is that they don't know how, but mostly it's because they don't think they're capable of the next level. And most people who have gotten successful will admit to you that each time they jumped up the ladder, so to speak, they were a little scared. But there's something inside of them that said, you got this. And a lot of people we work with don't quite have all of that you got this going on. Because the messages from growing up, the messages from early bosses, the messages from bully bosses, toxic work environments, co-workers, sometimes parents, has been not to make a mistake, has been don't brag about yourself, has been don't talk positively about things that you've done, be modest, don't be greedy, all of these things to keep us out of trouble, out of trouble. Wow, that doesn't really work. The trouble you get into is holding yourself back. And typically when you're asking for other people's opinions, you're probably looking for someone to agree with you to hold yourself back because that's where you feel safe. And that's the second level of Maslow's hierarchy. I want to lock in the safety and security. Well, if you were following me on the Maslow's hierarchy, advancing your career is not in the safety and security zone. It's after that. So if you're not feeling safe and secure within yourself, it's going to be a, a, a challenge to navigate and move up on your career. You have to lock in some safety and security for yourself within yourself. That's part of the package. And when you ask for other people's opinions about everything, you're actually enhancing the self-talk of not feeling safe and secure within your own self, within your own decisions. So therefore asking other people's opinions keeps convincing yourself that you can't figure things out on your own, that you don't have the answers within, you don't know how to, and you keep searching and searching for the right answer. And meanwhile, it's not found outside of you. It is not. It is found inside of you. And you know, it took me about 20 years to get that. Really, I can remember many books, many conferences, 
many things I read or listened to where I heard that same message over and over. And I'm like, but I don't have the answer. I don't know. Well, if you don't have the answer inside of you and you don't know what to do about something, then the only other way to go is to find someone who has done the thing that you want to do. And that's more than an opinion. It's finding someone who has the experience and expertise to guide you. Now, even with that being said, there's an inner guidance system within you that you have to sprinkle on that. Because frankly, if you take someone's expert opinion 100% and there's nothing personal about it, you're not really living your truth, which is one of the reasons why we have such great success rates with the women in our workshop, because everything we do becomes personalized for their soul. Because that's the true journey in life, is our soul. Other people's opinions, however valid our intellect may think they are, do not resonate at our soul level. They only go as far as the intellect. And frankly, tucked right inside of where you intellectually process things is your fear brain, your amygdala. It's tucked right in there really far inside the brain so that it doesn't get injured or hurt because it's the thing that protects you from being destroyed by outside forces. So, so that fear brain, the most primitive part of your brain, the amygdala, is tucked way far in there. So, you know, if you bang your head or something, all you're doing is hurting your language centers or your problem-solving center. You're not hurting your survival center too bad. So you want to wear helmets whenever you're out there uh, bike riding or motorcycling because if you smash your head on the ground, you might get to the amygdala, which is going to kill you. So I am a nurse, by the way, so this physiology stuff is second nature to me. If you're wondering why am I talking to a career coach and she's talking about my brain physiology, it's really important to know how you're put together in order to navigate life. So asking for people's opinions is a dead ringer to show that your inner guidance system is not working properly. I hate to be so blunt. Sort of don't hate it. It's necessary. Your inner guidance system is much smarter than other people's opinions. Only you know what truly is going to be the right thing for you. And I'll tell you the main thing that teaches you what to do and not do, how to be and not be. And that is mistakes. Mistakes are the greatest teacher. Because when you get an outcome that you don't want, mistake. You learn so deeply what it is that you do want. John Wooden, the very famous college basketball coach, he coached for UCLA for a couple of decades, I think, and won more national championships than I think any other college basketball coach. 
John Wooden said, if you're not making mistakes, then you're not doing anything. And you have to wrap your head around that because asking for other people's opinions is tantamount to trying to protect yourself from making a mistake, which means you're protecting yourself from learning. That's not a good idea to protect yourself from learning. Venturing out, stepping into something unknown, following the guidance of someone who's done something before, and reaching for something outside the stretches of what you've been doing before is where growth is. It's the only place for growth. Doing the same thing repeatedly, staying in your safety zone is not helping you claim what you're here for experiencing on this earth in this lifetime. You're here to grow. You're here to experience more and grow. You're here to enjoy the process of growth. You're here to have wonderful, beautiful experiences. But if you're stuck in your physical needs and your safety and security, you're not going to be able to get into the levels that your soul is yearning for you to get to. It's outside the reach. And the same thing would happen if you were trying to pick cherries off of a tree. If you can only grab the ones that you can reach for, you're only going to have a certain amount of the fruit. An invention like a ladder would be really helpful. Great, a ladder. Now I can climb up and now I can reach more fruit. How about if someone taught you how to climb the tree, ladder and climb the tree? How about if someone put a thing in your hand that helped you extend to pick cherries? All of these things allow you to get more fruit off the tree. And that's what I do as a career coach. I help my clients learn how to get more fruit off the tree. When we come back from the break, I'm going to talk more about this and help you be a good cherry picker. This is Coach Mo Fall. If you'd like to talk to me and my team about your career, it's mofall.com slash give me clarity. We'll be right back. All are welcome. We're glad you found us. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Love your work and your life. This is Bring Your Soul to Work with Mo Fall. And a shout out to all of my wonderful, lovely clients who are listening today. Um, I've got a few goodies to talk about on this topic um, since we are in the midst of uh, food, water, shelter, safety, and security uh, on a massive scale. Um, please do not misunderstand me saying that there's no one right now who can advance their careers, just the opposite. You may indeed have all of those boxes checked 
and your soul is yearning for more, what happens sometimes in times of quietness and peace, some of which you've had more of over the last couple of weeks, most likely, you begin to realize the contrast of what's maybe not working that well in your life and your career. And unfortunately, there will be a lot of people making some distinctions about that um, as we sort of weather this pandemic storm, we are given all sorts of opportunities to take a look at what it is we want our life to look like. And there's no waiting for it. We're in a time of great opportunity right now. And if you focus on the lack and the fear, you will not see it. If you focus on what's wrong and what may be holding you back or holding others back or causing great harm and grief, you will not see opportunity. You see, though, one of the universal principles is that what you focus on expands. It expands for you. So your world can be expanded with grief, sadness, fear, lack, scarcity. Or you can jump right to opportunity and excitement, connection. You get to choose. You see, here's the truth. Every single day we get to choose. Every single second, every single minute we get to choose what we focus on. Most of the time you're making those choices by default because you're using your insecurities or your fear of failure or your deep desire to be approved by someone else as the filter that you're looking through life. And so therefore you'll never see the greatness that's available to you, the bounty that your creator has for you because you're really committed to focusing on the negative space. And when you do that, you expand that negative space. And when you expand the negative space, you are at great risk of needing everyone else's opinion to agree with that great negative space and to protect you from going to your greatness. Because that scenario convinces you of just that. It's an illusion that's created out of a bad habit or out of some harm or hurts that haven't been healed. Either way, when you focus on lack, when you focus on what you don't have or what you haven't been able to get, when you focus on other people's pain and agony, more than just to be a help. When you shine what energy you have onto a negative scenario, you're using all of your God-given beautiful energy and talent to grow the negative. And when you ask for other people's opinions from that space, you are going to get an opinion that matches what you're focusing on. 
I don't make this up. I just know how it works. So asking for other people's opinions is usually a result of feeling insecure, focusing on what you haven't been able to do or what you haven't done yet, and getting reassurance from others that you should stay in your fear. Now, if you're a lucky person to have a friend who's optimistic and happy and sees the great big bounty of life that you may not see, then you have a blessing. But to tell you the truth, most people I work with and talk to don't have that. And when you come from your own fear, you're actually invoking a match for fear. So you tend to pick up the phone or email or text a friend who's going to be a match for how you're feeling. Because that's how the universe works. That's how the laws are built up. In the quantum field, which is the field of your divinity, like attracts like. And when you listen greater to the negative space, you're going to receive messages from that space. Your choice of being on the optimistic, empowered, enthusiastic, hopeful, beautiful life, grateful, appreciation, empoweredness, freedom, clarity, all of those things will attract more of that. But if there's doubt in you, hey, I've got this great idea, I want to do this, I want to do that. And if there's doubt in you, there's going to be an attractor pattern for that. So be careful when you ask other people's opinions because that doubt may be looking for a friend. When you tune into yourself and what your true joy and happiness feels like in your body, you know what's right for you, not the fear tuning in. I talked about that a couple of weeks ago with my director of coaching and dear friend, Miliana. We talked about how the gut can throw us off because we think the gut is the best dominant factor of what we should do. And the gut represents fear feelings. The gut represents, uh-oh, check it out. It's not wrong. The gut's not wrong. It's just a signal for you to check it out. But if you're overplaying your gut, you're going to always make decisions coming from fear. Your heart, that place, is where you find your brilliance, your light, your divine guidance. People's opinions can squash that light. There's a, I've been writing uh, for about 20 years, uh, maybe actually longer than that now. And I've taken quite a bit of uh, classes from expert writers and, and uh, people who teach people how to write. And there's a big, big saying in writing, not to share your babies. So when you have a brilliant idea and a, just a wonderful thought of a book or something that you're writing, don't share it too early. 
because other people's thoughts and ideas are going to infiltrate it and could kill your beauty, your baby, the newness of it may not be strong enough. Inviting opinions on something that you have just thought of and thought is the greatest thing and you have this burning, beautiful desire in your heart to do it and it's awesome and lovely and wonderful. So what do you think? Should I do that? You're inviting skepticism and doubt. But if you just keep going with it and following that inspiration, that divine energy inside of you, if you keep following that, that's the space for enhanced experiences. That's the space for a life that is unfolding in a divine way. That's what to follow. And not too many people outside of you can follow with that, at least not at the beginning. Because their opinions are coming from some other space. They don't feel what you feel. They don't have that inspiration. They don't have the experience. They don't know what's best for you. They don't. And there's no human language that allows that person to really understand and appreciate what's going on inside. And you know, so many times um, when we have our discussions with women on our clarity calls, they'll know exactly what they need to do to fix their career. They'll get the exact clarity. will help them diagnose really what's going on and why their promotions haven't happened or what's really holding them back, why they're not making the money they want to make, why they don't have the position level that they want to have. It's really easy to think it's other people's faults and, and, and I just haven't been with the right company or the right boss. Sometimes that's true, but there's usually an inherent part that's inside of the self. And we fix those things for the most part. We help our ladies uh, feel powerful and rise above those challenges. Every now and then they ask someone else's opinion about whether they should work with us or invest in themselves or get on the path and work with an expert. I don't know how many times someone says, yeah, that's a great idea. Work with an expert to fix your problem. But yet, if they were going through surgery, you know, I have breast cancer in both my breasts and I'm determining whether I should have a double mastectomy or maybe some lumpectomies. Like you're going to ask an expert. There's no person who could answer that question for you. You ask the breast surgeon. And my breast surgeon gave me the best advice, not opinion, the best advice. And it was scary to hear, and I knew I needed to do it, so I did that. But if I would have asked everyone's opinion, all I would have done was collected a bunch of list of names with what their fears were. You ask the experts who've been there, who know. Not their opinion, but their advice. Hey, you've seen these before. What's the best plan here in this scenario? That's what an expert tells you. I wasn't going to ask my 
I'm trying to think, my veterinarian, if I should have a double mastectomy or not. I'm only going to ask the person who understands how to read the scans and the biopsies, who's had hundreds of these situations in front of her. She's the one I want to help me make that decision and get her advice. And then not only did I ask her for her advice about that, but I also asked her, how should I have the reconstruction done? Who should do that? And of course she knew. Let's play this out. This is a real life scenario taken from my almanac of my life. If my breast surgeon says, Dr. Smith and Jones are the people you should talk to to get the reconstruction and we're going to do it in the same operating room. And so right when I'm finished with the double mastectomy, they're going to come in all sterile and everything and the operating room is going to be all set up for them to then do the reconstruction for you. It's going to be a symphony of, of surgeons coming in and out to take care of you. That's how we do it best. That's the best solution. That's what you need and that's what's going to take care of this problem for you. She laid it out, told me exactly what needed to happen and of course I was scared to death. I was fearful. Brought to my knees. Of course I had moments of, oh my God, I don't even know if I can go through this. But I knew I had to. I had a problem that had to get fixed. I had a problem that had to get fixed. So if I would have asked 10 friends their opinion, what do you think? Should I do this? What, what good is that? I've already gotten the advice of an expert. What would my friend or someone in my family have on top of that? Fear is what they would have. Or some type of biased opinion that has nothing to do with an expert's opinion slash advice. Expert opinion equals advice. So why would I ask for people's opinions? Why in the world would I ever do that in that scenario? And we see this happening all the time with careers. And it, it probably happens all the time with other important matters. If you have a challenge in your life, if you have a problem, if you're not where you want to be in your life, seek the advice of experts and let other people keep their opinions to others. Because their opinion about fixing your problem is null and void. If a friend of mine said to me, you don't want to have a double mastectomy, you know, it's just not good after that. It, all that would have done was confused me, tore me down, uh, made me feel bad, made me feel bad about the person who said that to me, made me feel bad about me, question everything, and it would have spiraled me in the wrong direction. Why would I invite that? I wouldn't. But so many people do. So many people do. They fight for feeling bad when all they could simply do is step into I got a problem you're the expert what should I do now and you know what I have three coaches I'm proud and happy to say that I invest in myself to a very high level why 
because I want to continue doing things that I've never done before. I want to continue growing as a person, one coach. I want to continue growing as a spiritual, soulful being, another coach. And I want to continue growing my business and having a thriving enterprise that not only my team is successful in, but that I can serve as many people as need my services. I need experts in each of those areas because I desire to be better in each of those areas. And I desire to go places in each of those areas where I have never gone before. So if you want to stay put in a life that doesn't feel great, in a scenario that isn't working for you, don't ask opinions because they'll keep you there. Get advice from experts. I'm not the only career expert out there. I'm not. I'm darn good at what I do. I've helped hundreds of people. Soon to be, I could say, thousands. We talk to thousands of people every year. But the great majority of the people we speak to are committed to their pain and their agony and their stories. I don't really understand why. I've had a coach for over 20 years different ones along the way because I had different needs of different stepping into things I didn't understand and didn't know. And I wanted an expert who had been there, who had been places beyond where I had been. When I went on a river rafting cruise years ago, my partner and I took our daughter on a river rafting cruise when she was a feisty teenager to show her what life really is like. <laughs> We didn't take her down the raging rapids on our own. There's a joke in there somewhere, I think, because she probably would have been tossed out of the raft several times and learned a little bit of a deeper lesson. <laughs> we went to an expert guide, an expert company that does this. And we chose the best company that we could find. Guess what, gang? They weren't the cheapest. We read reviews. We looked at what other people had said about their experiences. It's the trip we wanted to take. And when we got there, everything was laid out perfectly. They had everything figured out. And all of our anxieties and worries kept getting satisfied and taken care of because they were there and they knew how to do it. What do we do with our stuff that gets wet? Oh, they had a special waterproof pack to put all of your stuff in, and it rolls up, and it's rubber, and it fits right here, and it's all perfectly figured out, and they got it all figured out. And they told you exactly what to bring and exactly what to expect, and here's what's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you what. I was so impressed with those river guides when we got on that river rafting trip. I actually wrote a book. Everything I needed to know about life I learned from my river guides. Because watching them in action was a symphony of how an expert guides people through an experience that they've never had before. Or in some cases, I've done some river rafting, but I'd never done it overnight. Four nights, five days. I've never done that before. So I knew what river rafting kind of was like, but I'd never done it in the Grand Canyon. That's some river. That's some rapids. Expert needed. 
Those river guides were so great. They were great people. They were expert at what they did. And I'm going to tell you an interesting story because the whole thing to me was an inspiration in how to be a leader, how to how to go through challenges. I won't say problems because a river rafting experience isn't isn't a problem. It's a challenge. And that's why people do it because we seek out growth and challenges in life. So there was an, an episode on the river rafting where the rapids were tricky and that specific place was different like every day depending on the water and other factors. And so all of the guides got up on a big rock overlooking the, that particular place of the river and they consulted each other about what they knew about that particular place and the rocks that were showing and the amount of water and how it was rushing and the size of the rafts that we had and how many people were in each raft. They had to debrief themselves and review all of the information because experts take in information into their insides. They process it. And if you're a really good expert, you process it with your divinity. And that extra layer of processing information, when you process it through your divinity, through your soul, you're in your genius zone. And now you're smarter than the entire planet because you're tapping in to the field of quantum infinite possibilities. And the lead guy took all of everyone's information and they said, how about this? How about that? How about this? He took it all in and he said, this is the way we're going to navigate that rapid. And he said to each and every single one of them, your raft is this big. You've got this many people. You're going to go first. You got this many. You're going to, you're going to do this. One of the guides said to him, I'm going to take my, my raft through differently. He said, not with anyone in it. She said, well, I'm carrying the supplies. How about if I do this or that? And you know what? He let her, but he turned to us when she was going through because it was one raft at a time and said, we'll see. She always thinks she has a better idea. She flipped. Now the supplies were all attached and everything was fine and she knew how to navigate herself in a flip. But she flipped. No one else did. She didn't take the advice of an expert. She thought she knew better. But guess what? That mistake taught her something. It informed her for the next time maybe to do something different for herself, perhaps to listen to the expert, perhaps to yield when someone else knows what they're doing. In our business, we call that being coachable. This young river guide was an amazing person. She was awesome. I loved her so much. She was really, really great. But she had a thing or two to learn about yielding to, to the expert opinion of others. I'm hoping at this day she's got that whole combination going, still feisty, but able to yield and listen to inner guidance when that's necessary. So I hope today you've learned the distinctions of asking opinions. I hope you've learned the distinction of when you are feeling that you need to ask opinions, it's coming from a place of lack and insecurity, and it's not the place to get information. It's a place to, to magnify the negative. You're going to get yourself into trouble and you're going to stay stuck. If you do that, take it from an expert, I know. When you need help fixing something, taking care of a problem, 
get advice, not opinions. If your friends are experts at fixing careers and they have a track record, you can ask them stuff about your career. But let me tell you this, they may not have all the facts because I could have asked another breast surgeon about my case, but they didn't have the biopsies and the MRIs and all the other information about me. Now I could have given all of that to a second opinion, but you know what, I felt really strong about the advice from the breast surgeon I went to and she had a great track record. I felt really secure with the people she shared with me that I was going to for the reconstruction. Everything felt strong and good. I didn't need opinions. If your career isn't where you want it to be and if your soul is lagging behind and you're feeling like you gotta step it up, come check us out. You can watch my free masterclass at mofall.com slash masterclass. It's a webinar on five shifts that you're probably gonna have to make to get your career going in the right direction. If you wanna talk to us directly and some women who have listened to this radio show have called us and joined our workshop and their lives changed forever, it's really quite lovely mofall.com slash give me clarity we do a great job helping women up level their careers and up level their lives and it's a lot of fun to do it and to see souls come back alive this is career coach mofall you can find me at mofall.com come visit my facebook page career coach mofall see you next time on bring your soul to work Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Michelle Phillips, a celebrity makeup artist, beauty expert, self-confidence coach, and Hay House author. My podcast, Beauty and Beyond, is the place for women navigating the challenges of the aging process. Listen in for my professional advice, as well as my expert guests, as we share valuable tips, practical tools, and empowering resources to help you not only look amazing, but also live an amazing life. Part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and available wherever you get your podcasts.